ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. My guests this week, I have two special guests, which is really fun for me. Um, these are two amazing women who run a business together, Deirdre Harter. Deirdre Harter, I knew I should have practiced your name, Deirdre, I apologize, and Carmen Reed Gillickson, um, one coming to us from the West Coast and the other from the East Coast of the U.S. Um, first of all, welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Awesome. I just want to tell my uh, audience a little bit about you and your business because I think it's amazing and it's right up my alley. I really love it. Um, uh, Carmen, uh, is a, and I want to ask you first about this, Carmen, in a minute. Carmen is a whole person certified coach and Deirdre, a CPA. And they're both, and both are business strategists and the co founders of their business, Encore Empire. And I love the name to begin with. It's great. And the thing I want to just mention before we get into it is something you have on your uh, one sheet, which says that you help new and established female entrepreneurs, um, I would say over 40, I think is your thing too, female entrepreneurs over 40, increase bottom line profits in their online business consistently and holistically by leveraging their past, your past experience, honoring, no, their past experience, honoring their values and becoming financially savvy. I think there's so much in there that you help people with that you guys are like, you must have well, I'm going to get into that in a second. But first of all, I want to say, um, Carmen, what is a whole person certified coach? Because I've never heard that term before. Yeah. So uh, when I went to become a coach, I, it's a long story of how I did that. But when I started researching it, I was a big skeptic on coaching because everyone says they're a coach. And I was like, this seems just kind of like a scam, you know. But then I did some research and I found that there was the International Coaching Federation. And in doing that research, I looked for ICF accredited schools. And the one that I found was Coach Training World. And they had this whole person certified coaching designation. And I loved it because <clears throat> it takes into consider into consideration the entire person. It's not like business coaching where you're you're compartmentalizing and you're focusing on here or life coaching or relationship coaching and there's nothing wrong with any of that but what we know as whole people is that if something's going on in my home life or my relationship it's going to affect how I do my work and so I really liked the idea of this holistic approach and so that's why I went for that designation I love it thank you and for those who are listening, we can't help it. We don't know what's causing it, but there's a noise in the background when Carmen's on, we're just going with it. So um, hang in there with us. All right. So, um, and I know Deirdre, you are, your background is is um, financial, is accounting and you're the financial person and the, the person with the CFO piece uh, around helping people with their businesses. So the thing that, that I remember you and I talking about, I think when we first met was, 
we met first, right? You and I, did we meet through LinkedIn? Yes. Yes. I, that's did. what I thought. And that's what I love that, you know, this is how I do my business. And I teach other people to do the same. That LinkedIn is such a powerful tool for um, meeting people that you want to do business with, that you want to learn more about. And especially when you're like me and Carmen, curious, so, and uh, Deirdre, curious, then um, these things happen. And we met through just a, a reach out on LinkedIn that turned into a conversation online that then turned into a Zoom call. And look at, here we are. And I love it. So um, the thing that I remember, and I love to talk about with women who are um, mature, and we're talking about um, working with women in business who are um, 40 plus, I go a little bit beyond that because I talk about wisdom and the fact that you and Carmen bring such wisdom to the table in teaching others. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. The um, There is such a huge shift and I experienced it in my personal life as did Carmen and that's was kind of our jumping off point when we met. We met at a virtual business uh, training event and I had just, you know, I had just passed that 50 mark mm -hmm. and I had been an entrepreneur prior to being 50, but the mindset that I had and the trainings that I followed, um, they were very different. They were all set up very differently and none of them really spoke to this wisdom we get as we age. We call it the, the experience of our lives. We all have our professional experiences. We have our training certifications, but there's another component to it. And it is this life experience that we bring to it. And it sort of rounds everything out and it can amplify everything that you're doing. It is also part of what makes us all unique. And as service providers and coaches and consultants, which those are who we help in their business, a lot of times we look at all the other people in the marketplace that are doing something similar to us. And we feel kind of lost in a sea of, you know, sameness, mm -hmm. but when we really look at our life experience and we put that on top of all of our uh, credentials and skills and the, the things that we are gifted with to help other people with, that is what makes every single one of us so very different. And when we lean into that and we use that as part of our um, business foundation and that becomes part of our strategy, then that's when everything changes in our business. I couldn't agree more. Um, it took me a while to figure that out. And uh, when I was um, starting out as a LinkedIn trainer, um, I was also still and still am involved in the other side of my business, which is about um, relationships and, and staying connected and teaching people how to stay top of mind through um, a greeting card and gifting uh, company, which business, which I'm affiliated with, which I know you are um, in that you're using it as well in your in your businesses in your business and uh, one of the things that i realized was that i needed to step up and own the fact that that was what made me unique and what made me special was my peace around relationships and how that was part of my mantra if you will for people and so um is something is one of the things that you do because we talk you talk about um found out foundational business strategies. Well, those are the basic things around business, but how do you teach your clients 
to um, to bring those things that are unique about them out because that's what you were talking about. We did it. So how do we get them to do it? So we have an inside out approach to business and that is key. And it's something that we see that's missing out in the marketplace. And the reason we have this approach is because in order for people to be able to pull in to their business, what is unique about them, they have to first identify it and they have to embrace it and they have to incorporate it into their business. So when we talk about foundational business strategy, it's not just business building blocks. It's what is foundational to you, to your goals, to your dreams? What is it that you want to, what kind of impact do you want to make? Who do you want to help and why? All of that comes through through your values. And so we help our clients identify their values and help ensure that they're building a business that's in line with them. <clears throat> because if it's not in line with their values, then you can end up building a job or a business that you don't like. And I don't know if anyone's done this, but it happened to me early on when I did not realize the importance of values. And I found myself doing something that I absolutely did not like. And I was proud of myself for building it, but it was like, well, this isn't what I want to do. And so it's, there's a real possibility of building something that does not resonate with you. And the way to avoid that is by connecting to what's inside, connecting to your values and weaving that throughout the entire process. And that's where that holistic piece comes back in as well. That's great. Thank you. Um, so your business is called the Encore um, Empire. And I love that. And I saw somewhere that um, something in your website, which is amazing. And I encourage people to go and check you out on your website because there's so much information there and so much value that you give. Um, uh, the Encore Advantage. So what's the Encore Advantage? So this is this is how we describe our two coaching programs that we have. We have both a group coaching program and a private one-on-one -on -one coaching program. And really the difference between the two is about uh, the stage of business and the readiness of the individual. Because some women, um, regardless of age, um, you know, we think, oh, well, you know, I'm older, so I should be further along, but it's not necessarily true. And that's why we named it Encore Empire, because you are pulling, this is your Encore performance. You're pulling the best of everything you've done in your life. We're bringing it all together for that one Encore performance. And we're doing this in order to build your empire. And when we think of an empire, all that that means is that it is a realm that is within your control. And so that's really your life. And it's, Again, it's that holistic idea that we want to have, we don't want to compartmentalize our business and our life and our family and our friends. Like we, this is a, it's a whole experience for us mm -hmm. and we can have everything that we want and we can learn to live our life around the business as opposed to trying to fit our life in around our business, which is what a lot of women end up doing because for a lot of us, we were in corporate. I know my experience was in public accounting for over 20 years and that was how it was. I had to fit my life in around whatever hours and work needed to be done in the office. And so we wanted to kind of flip that around and to help women with the mindset piece of this, because that is part of, we consider that part of your foundational business strategy. You, Your mindset 
is something that we've got to get that part right. And it has to be in alignment with these values. We have to get the two because a lot of times we have values, but then our mindset doesn't really line up and we don't think in the same way that we value things. And so we really put all that together and then we're, we're adding in that MBA piece, the piece of the business of business, the things that, you know, if, unless you are a business uh, coach, you don't, most women are good at their, they're good at what they're good at. And that's what they're helping their clients with, but you're not, you don't know the business of business. And we go in thinking, oh, I should know this already because I'm in business, but you don't just magically, you know, learn this stuff and you don't have to go and go to college and get an MBA and all that. You, there, there are, um, there are ways to do it that are way faster. And so what we've done is we've taken all that business piece and we've boiled it down into what are the essentials that you need to know. And then we help customize it for each person because everyone is on a different leg of their journey. Mm -hmm. And some of us have experience in certain areas of business and not in others. And what we see happen in the online space and what started Encore Empire to begin with is that we realized a lot of women were having the same experiences that Carmen and I had. We were taking course after course and program after program and going, okay, well, I need to know sales and I need to know marketing and I need to know how to do a brand and I need to know how to do social media. And so we end up taking all this stuff, but then we're trying to piece together a whole bunch of parts and we don't have anything that they can hold on to. And that's what we consider the foundational business strategy. We get this foundation. Then all of a sudden, all these pieces put together now make a machine that's actually going to work for us. That's uh, I totally identify with that because when I first started in business, I had no idea. I had been a teacher and then I was a trainer. And when I was a trainer in corporate, they sent me out to do the jobs. I didn't have to find the customers. So I just had to do what I knew to do best, right? Which was to teach. And so it's been a long, arduous journey for me as well. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And I kind of wish I'd had it earlier on, you know, that I, that I didn't have to piece things together. And I think that um, I totally recommend what you do for people because, wow, it, it just makes the the uh it makes it shorter makes you become successful faster and um but one of the things that you just said that made me think about um uh balance because when we talk about um uh you know um all of the things involved in uh a home-based business or a bit uh, an online business um we still have to be able to look at the whole person as you said and balance work life type of things but does balance necessarily mean 50 50 and does that always mean all the time yeah that's a great question and the answer is no it doesn't always mean 50 50 and it's not going to be the same it's always it's like a seesaw right we it's great when we have perfect balance but how often does that happen and how realistic is that all the time it's really not and so what we aim for is you know there's different seasons and by seasons i don't mean the ones outside i mean you could be in a launch season you could be in a learning season you could be in a growth season you could be in a sales season whatever season you're in might take different resources and time and everything from you and so what we like to help our clients understand is 
to create the framework with your time, either time blocking, um, communicate with your family, uh, set your expectations for your clients, whatever you need to do, everything is within your control and we have to make choices. So if you're in a, a season of, you know, that that's a launch or a push of, of a new product or something, you're going to be doing a lot more different things during that season than you are when you're not. And so we, it's, it's that seesaw again. We're taking on more of one thing so that we can do that then and then we we balance out later and we try our best to communicate with everybody to let everyone know where we're at and what's going on. Yes, great, great advice. So I listened to something that, um, that you, on your, you have a podcast and I listened to an episode that you were both giving um, some great advice around um, uh, when and how to hire help, because we, uh, that's one of the things that I think a lot of, um, my listeners, a lot of women entrepreneurs struggle with when to do it, what to do, who to hire, where to go, what does it cost all of that good stuff. Could you maybe just give me three key things to think about for our audience of when or how, or what the three top things are to think about, about hiring help? Sure. So the very first thing to think about is what does your business model look like in the future? And because I think that a lot of times we hear, oh, um, in order to be a real business owner, I have to have a team or I have to have people helping me. And you have to understand what is the purpose behind it? Like, what is the, what is the team going to do and where are they going to help you go? Okay, because they're just helping you go somewhere. So you have to first know where are you going? And I know a lot of women have felt, a lot of our clients even, they're like, they're uh, inundated with all the shoulds. Well, I should be doing this and I should be doing this and I should be hiring a team and I should be further along by now and I should. And so we like to say, you know, you, you've got to stop doing, you have to stop doing all the shoulding. And instead, look at where do you want to go? We have clients that, they want, we call it a boutique model where they just want to, they might have helpers, but they are not, and they want to make a good income, but you don't have to have 15 people on your team. You know, you don't, because if you, if it's not something you enjoy, if you don't enjoy leadership, if you don't enjoy, you know, management and hiring and those kinds of things, then that is not the model for you. You're going, as Carmen said, you're going to build a job you hate and not a business that you love. And there is a way to get where you want to go. Now, obviously there are caps. It's, it's, we haven't found a business model yet that you can make a million dollars by yourself, <laughs> at least not legally anyway. <laughs> when we do, we'll let everybody know, but we haven't found it yet. But a lot of women don't, you know, we hear six figure, seven figure business and we feel like, oh, well, that's what my goal should be. But it, again, we want to go from the inside. It's like, is that really what you want? Is it, are you willing to do what it's going to take? And so we kind of lay out, what does this model look like five years from now? Mm -hmm. Because we have to start there to know, is this something you even want to do? Because here's what it's going to take to get it. And then if they're like, oh no, I don't want to do that. Like, okay, great. So let's find another way. Let's see what else can we do? And so there's, there's so many business models. There's so, you know, everybody thinks there's one way to get the thing you want or to earn the revenue. And there's not, there's just hundreds of ways. And that is something that I, 
I'm so grateful for learning in my profession. And that's what I, that was one of my biggest takeaways was seeing so many business models and so many business owners and all the different levels of revenue and the, you know, the, the pros and the cons. So that's kind of where we start out with before you decide to hire help. Then we have to do, we have, then we suggest that you do something that, and this is not usually a very popular idea, but let me tell you, it's super effective. It's a time audit. And by that, I mean, it's like really looking at, you have to follow yourself around first and really know what are you doing? How much time is it taking? Because until you know that, we don't know who do you need to hire first? Like we automatically think, oh, I just need a virtual assistant or I just need somebody to post my social media. But that isn't always the best first hire that you have. And it isn't always, a lot of times it can make more work for you Mm -hmm. and not take things off your plate because it's not the right thing to give away first. And so we kind of have to do that assessment. And then from that point, when you go, okay, now I know what I'm doing. I know what I should be not doing. And that's what someone else is going to do. And we make sure there's enough there for the per for the person we're going to hire that they're not trying to do wear 15 hats. We can wear 15 hats because we're the entrepreneur, hmm. but someone you're hiring cannot do that, nor should they. And so when we get that narrowed down, then it is a matter of finding the right person. Um, and uh, this is another area I think women get tripped up because we're all heart centered, at least everybody we know anyway, we're all heart centered and we find someone that we really like and they can kind of sort of do the things that we need. And so we try to make the role fit them, but that is actually doing a disservice to both them and to us. So we really have to define that role first, and then we go find someone who fits the role as opposed to the other way around. And, you know, not that it's not that you shouldn't, you know, that you can't hire your sister-in-law or your neighbor's, you know, cousin, but we really have to make sure that we're not trying. And I did this for years, let me tell you, and I suffered through it all. (laughs) I was always, my first one was my, was my stepson, you know, and I was trying to like make everything fit what he could do. And, oh, I just drove myself crazy. So learn that lesson. Then it's worth, yeah, great advice. There's so many different um, points around um, hiring people, time, um, the projects, um, whether it means more work for you or not, all of that good stuff. So thank you. So the one last thing I want to ask about is um, um, I talked earlier about how we met on LinkedIn and, um, and how it went from there. So I know that I teach that. So what, when you're looking at how people are prospecting and what they're doing um, to prospect in their businesses, um, how do you teach them um, or what do you recommend that they can, um, so that they can see that, that it's doing, that what they're doing is the right thing. How did they measure their prospecting activity? Yes. Good question. So most people that come to us are not measuring anything and so then they don't know and i remember one client was like well um i was on so many calls i don't have any more time to do any calls and so then we were like okay well we give a uh tracker uh metrics sheet for people to track their connections right so we're on social media to be social to attract people to get in conversations and so we want them to track how many people are on your leads list how many 
people are you reaching out to per week? How many connection calls are you having? And then ultimately, how many sales calls do, do those turn into? And then how many sales are made? There's a lot that goes on in between all of that, but for the purposes of this KPI metrics thing, it's that. And so this, this lady in particular, found that she was only actually really going on five calls a week. And so it's like, well, if you, so then she learned if I go on whatever, six or seven calls a week, then I'm moving people forward and I'm making such and such sales. So we need to be able to track these things. And that is the not sexy part of it, right? No one wants to track numbers and we're not saying people are numbers and we've heard that too. And that's not the case, but you really do need to understand if your efforts are bringing you the results that you want them to and that's called return on investment return on investment is not just monetary but it's the time that you spend and so we want to optimize a system that allows our clients to learn for themselves where their power lies and how many of these activities can they do and which activities should it be reaching out in dms or should it be hosting a conversion event where you can do more of a one-to-many type of situation and you come away with more leads or sales from that so by tracking you collect data and that data becomes your friend because data has no emotion we run on emotion and we can we could put anything you know you could project anything over any situation depending on how you feel right and you you know how we are like one day maybe you're in a great mood and everything seems great and the very next day everything seems like doom and gloom but nothing's changed except for your emotion or you don't feel well or whatever well data doesn't lie and so when you're tracking this data you can use your intuition and go with your feelings and we encourage that a lot because again that whole holistic approach but the data informs and supports your decision. So it's very critical and it's actually a lot of fun once you start doing it because you can learn to read the trends of your activities and how they are working out for you. Yeah, and I think there's so much in what you just said because number one, you need to track what you're doing. Number two, um, one of the things that I think is a big um hole that sometimes happens for people is follow-up. And so we're great on those intros and those, you know, like going to a networking event and meeting all these people, but then we go to another one and we do the same thing, but we're not doing any kind of follow-up. And so I, I heard you say um, earlier, one of you about time blocking. So we need to remember to um, that it's not just those five calls we're making a week. Now, once we've made those five calls, we have to have room to make five new ones, but also follow up on the first ones that we did and so on. So it builds numbers and it builds uh, in our time value. And, and then to see if it's working, right? The ROI is so important. Where is it going? Do we have a, um, do we have a, a system for it. And I have to say, as long as I've been doing this, I still have people fall through the cracks. I go, oh my God, I forgot to call this person back. Why didn't I write it down? Right. So to have those tracking sheets is, is um, very valuable. So great information. And um, it reminds me that, you know, we need to practice what we preach as well. So <laughs> this is all good stuff. So um, I know that um, uh, your systems um 
have um, you have some opportunities for people to um, to see how you work, to see who you are, see what your personalities are, so that they know if you're for them and they're for you. Um, so maybe you could just let my audience know um, what's coming up in terms of how they might be able to um, see what you're up to, and also. Um, I think maybe one of you could do that. And then the other one could talk about your free offer that you want to share with my audience. And then I have one last question after that. Okay. So maybe it's, um, maybe Deirdre wants to talk about the events that you do. Sure. So we have a, a free and private Facebook community. It's called the Empire of Unstoppable Women. That's kind of the hub of where everything is happening. And so we go, we have live uh, business coaching training every single week on Tuesdays. Um, in fact, we'll be doing it this afternoon here in about an hour. So 3 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday. We also host a virtual round table each month. And this is, um, it's like a mini mastermind. And it's, it's not a networking event like we're used to. You do connect with other female business owners, but really it is more about that mastermind idea to where we're helping one another get over certain challenges. And so that we facilitate that and we go into breakout rooms and the, the feedback we've gotten from that has just been phenomenal. Like it's just been so helpful for wow. everyone who's attended. Um, so that's a great place to, um, to get to know some other entrepreneurs and get some support. And then we also host the marketing methodology workshop every eight weeks. And that's coming up at the um, third week of January. And that is where we help you build your marketing plan and system for the year. And it includes conversion events and how to spend less time on your content and get a greater impact so that that content is leading to your conversion events. So that is a whole systemology that we've put together and that we teach during that free workshop. Sounds good. Perfect. So um, thank you. Carmen, do you want to talk about the offer you have for my audience? Yeah. So the free offer, I would say, is to join the workshop. That's the best way for them to come to come meet with us. And that is at EncoreEmpire.com forward slash MMW for Marketing Methodology Workshop. Okay, perfect. Um, I think I was referring to a checklist, um, which maybe they'll find on your uh, re resources on your website as well, but that's even better to be able to come in and see you in person. Yeah, and we have a checklist and we have all kinds of resources in our great hall of free resources. So they can go there as well and look for what what do you need right now? And that that checklist and all kinds of things are there. And that is vip.encoreempire.com forward slash resources. Okay, that's perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm sure that there'll be lots of um, information for people to gather in any of those places. I might have to go have a quick look myself. Um, so my last question, and I'd love both of you to give me your um, feedback on this one, because um, my whole thing is I love the word curiosity. And I like to ask my, my guests um, a take on curiosity. So two part question for each of you short but sweet number one um do you think that curiosity is innate or learned and part two is what are you most curious about these days so whoever wants to go first 
So I believe that curiosity is innate. I think that is part of the human um, makeup and we can certainly um, push it to the back and push it down and not pay any attention to it if we want, if we choose to. But I do believe that we, you know, it come, we come prepackaged with that curiosity part. And I think as we get older, um, that, you know, we have more time to follow our curiosity. Oh, some, now some women are, are fortunate and they follow it their whole lives. But if we think about when we're young, we're following our curiosity a lot. And then we get really overwhelmed with our lives in that kind of midsection there. And then as we're coming out of it and we have typically have fewer responsibilities and we, you know, are getting a handle on everything that we're doing, then we can bring that back. And that's part of what we love is this, this curiosity piece. And it can be such a, it can be so valuable in your business to use that curiosity piece. <clears throat> I think that for me, I'm always curious. I, I, I love business. I love everything about business. Um, and I used to think maybe there was something wrong with me. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like my hobby, you know, it's like, it's my life and my hobby and my business. And um, not that I don't have other hobbies, but it's just, I, if I get the choice to read um, a romance novel or a business development book, guess which one I'm going to pick. I'm picking the business development book. So my curiosity is always, um, is how much impact can we have? Like, that's always what, where my curiosity leads me. It's like, let's see what, what can we, what can we do to put a ripple in the pond and watch that ripple effect go out? So that for me is like the visualization I use all the time. And that's what motivates me. And as I'm so passionate about, and by helping women in business, it gives them economic freedom and it gives them, it's not just the money part, it's the um, empowerment because when they are empowered, their impact on others is greater and it's magnified. And when we can magnify that out and do it again and again and again, that's where that ripple effect gets huge. And so I'm always curious to see how far can we go and how much impact can we make and what kind of change can we make in this world? Fantastic. Thank you. Over to you, Carmen. Yeah, so I will say that curiosity is definitely innate as far as I'm concerned. And I feel like it's a very important guidepost for us. If we're ignoring our curiosity, if we're ignoring our intuition, those things are given to us for a reason. Our desires, all of that. You like certain things for a reason. You're curious about certain things for a reason. You're meant to go follow that and find out why am I curious? What, you know, it's so intriguing. You need to find out because that's part of what makes up your story. I firmly believe that. And I think it's a shame if people are squelching their curiosity or not listening to their intuition. You know, we need to be listening to that because even though we talk about metrics and tracking things, there's this other part. Again, it's that whole person part. And it's like, you need to listen to that part of you. And there is information and gold nuggets in that that you will if you follow it it's going to give you a much richer experience in life and i think that's critical and very important uh and so for me what's most what i'm most curious about lately is how we can create better boundaries and protect our time while still making the impact we want to i think this comes up all the time with our clients and ourselves is Oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. I didn't get to this. I didn't get to that. How am I going to fit it all in? And I'm really following my curiosity about this through reading books and listening to podcasts and all this stuff. 
and learning that you know we really do have the ability to create the boundaries and the and honor our needs and a lot of times as women we don't honor our needs you know one of the things we bring with us through our lifetime is that um, we help others we put others first and there's nothing wrong with that unless you're completely forgetting about yourself and so mm -hmm. my curiosity is how can we put ourselves first while honoring others and not burning out fantastic thank you ladies those are great answers so this was amazing it's time to wrap up and i thank you so much for both being here today and i know that you've added some value to my audience around business around being women in business around for my male audience, it's the women in your life and those in business um, around you, uh, the female people in your life that are in business. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you to my audience, as always, for being here. If you like what you heard, please go check out the Encore Empire website, and I'll put all the information in the uh, show notes. And again, thank you. Remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.